Welcome to the Studio 17 podcast, episode five. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys for joining us for the fifth episode. Um, 
Just to start, um, I am a little sick uh, today, so if I'm coughing throughout the episode, uh, apologies in advance. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so today we're going to get into the uh, Something in the Water Festival, um, get a debrief from one of the guests, and the Beyonce Coachella documentary that was uh, on Netflix, premiered on Netflix a few weeks ago. going to get into that a little bit. Um, and yeah, we do have, like I promised uh, last episode, we do have the playlists up for the um, spotlight picks from episodes one through four. And you can get the links for those Spotify and Apple music in the um, episode description um, for this episode. They'll also be on the Studio 17 Twitter, which is just at Studio SVNTN. Um, so you can get the links on there as well. Um, as always, we have timestamps in this episode. If you want to get to something um, quicker within the episode, you can do that from the timestamp. And um, today I have three guests uh, with, well, I guess technically two guests since uh, Kim and I run the, run the show. But uh, Lucky is back from episode four. And uh, Kui is here from episode one and two, I believe. Uh, he's back for episode five. And, um, yeah, and as always, you know, the, the, the email for the podcast is on the show description, not the episode description, but the show description. So if you want to shoot us, you know, whatever listener questions, um, shout outs, uh, spotlight suggestions, you just want to shoot the shit, email us in the show description. So, yeah. Um, so let's get into our, uh, one things, uh, present, one thing we're fucking with now and um lucky i'll let you start hey everyone so i guess the one thing i'm really like listening to um this past week an album came out vampire weekend has a new album father of the bright it's very very good uh, i think it's their fourth studio album and um to start off uh you guys should listen to unbearably white and sympathy those two songs are really um excellent unbearably white lends itself to like a lot of like, memes if you guys can know what I'm what I'm saying, maybe not. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a really good album. You have to check that out, Kui. Uh, my one thing, since it's Super Sunday, has to be Super Sunday. Um, it was a good end to the Premier League uh, season. My team didn't do so well, but I came out on top in the Fantasy Premier League, so I'm feeling good about that. Hey. It was just a great season. Um, City won it. It was a close run. You always like it when it comes down to the last day. Super close. Super close. All the games today were great. It was just a good day to, a good way to wrap up the day. So that's my one thing. Or Gabe, you have one thing. Uh, yeah, my one thing is uh, Young Nudie's new album, uh, Slimeer, I guess is how you pronounce it. Uh, it's with, uh, with um, Pierre. Um, Pierre Bourne? Yeah. Uh, has features from 21 Savage, uh, Lozy Bert. Uh, it's pretty good. When did that, check it out. When did that come out? Uh, it dropped May 8th, so oh. like a week ago or so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I guess I missed that. Um, my one thing would be, one thing I'm fucking with now is the uproar that Aisha Curry has caused <laughs> <laughs> in the black Twitter community. <laughs> And the the millennial community at large, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm sure 
the listeners know what we're talking about, but in case you don't know what we're talking about, um, she appeared on uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's The Table Talk. Red Table Talk. Red ta- I'm sorry. The yes, Red Table okay. Talk. Yeah. And um, she uh, basically talked about how, you know, the, the groupie love that Steph gets is like super overwhelming and she is kind of jealous of it and how she doesn't necessarily want attention from like other guys but she she also said it'd be nice to know that someone's looking and uh yeah man twitter was in a frenzy about that i enjoyed i enjoyed the memes and and everything but yeah were you guys keeping up with that at all for sure for sure (laughs) i i just thought it was funny because at the end of the day it's just a simple insecurity but um twitter jokes are (laughs) <laughs> jokes are better than facts. I'm sorry, it was just so funny. I know, really but um, no. At the same time, I like how uh, Steph put out that his little statement, and then yeah. he went through that first half, and Twitter was killing him. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> game six, right? The first half, he didn't score. Did he score any points? Zero points in the first half. Twitter yeah, was Twitter having was so like, much fun. Yeah, no, they, they were loving it. Yeah, no, but he bounced back the second half. It was great to see because yeah. I'm not the biggest KD fan. So I'm happy for him and his wife and everything's together now. Yeah, I feel like he needed to say something yeah. um, because she was just catching too much backlash. And then like people were like um, referencing old tweets she had where she was like, like there was this one tweet from 10 years ago or something. I don't even know how niggas found it. <laughs> she was like, you have to do a lot of searching. <laughs> right. To, this is like keyword searching. Yeah. Fam, the jokes are worth it. And she had said something like, oh, getting my car wash done, uh, but the employees won't stop trying to holla at me. Like, sorry, I'm engaged. Um, she said that? Some, something like, she tweeted something. This was like 10 years ago. She tweeted something like that. And the niggas were retweeting that tweet <laughs> like, Lamau, Lamau. <laughs> I thought you didn't want attention from other men. Now you want attention makeup. Like, you know, obviously... People no, are going in on her. So Twitter I feel like Steph had to step in and say something. Yeah. I'm um, happy he did, though. Yeah. You'd expect him to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I figured he would. It was just like, when? Yeah. <laughs> you know? His statement was on IG, right? Or yeah. did he say anything else? No, nah, I think it was on IG. Yeah. He, he was just talking about how, you know... I forgot. Do you remember how it was I saw, worded? I um, something about um, he appreciates how she was strong enough to, to do to, it to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, but the good is more, the positive is more than the negative. Yeah, yeah. And to do it, then I love you. I'm like so okay, so okay, <laughs> <Stan>. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Lucky, were you gonna no. add anything? No. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was it was cute how he responded. I think it took him like a day or two. But he was like, yo, I got to dead this. I yeah. got to say something. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, we're, we're not a loving basketball podcast, so <laughs> moving on. Um, so, okay, before we get into, Lucky actually did go to uh, uh, Something in the Water, and she's going to be our, she's our Something in the Water correspondent for the, for the episode. <laughs> but b- before we get into that, I just want to play this clip. Did you guys see this on Twitter? It was... Uh, it's a rapper by the name of. <laughs> it's a rapper by the name of Haiti Baby. <laughs> okay, amazing name. And um, so, all right. So he basically goes on this uh, bootleg Kev. I believe it's the LA Leakers. Um, forgive me if I'm getting that wrong, but I think it's the LA Leakers radio show out in LA. Um, but he's doing a, a freestyle for for them, and it went viral. And you'll see why in a second. 
but basically this woman tweeted every rapper she tweeted the video clip of the freestyle and she said every rapper born after 1990 is fucking retarded and let's just let's just let's just i personally think he killed this but you know it's obviously up for interpretation so let's just play it because it was making a lot of rounds on music you know music twitter so i'm just gonna play this for you guys the mountain like a dragon i was feeling real high <laughs> feeling like i'm off the alcohol i know i'm feeling tipsy i'm a fucking bitch i just hit it i'm another bit of cool i'm gonna cut up in the dream very cool You know that I started quiet, quiet. Haiti, you have to believe in your dreams, Wiseman. You are the chosen one. You are the champ, Wiseman. Do you hear me? Huh? Everyone will feel you. Obama was. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know what Mike that is. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place, all over the room. Not only a bitch, all over the room. Pop the healing balloons. Mountain like a dragon, I was feeling real high. unique freestyle experience we've ever had that's the most that's the most different <laughs> the most that's different the most, that's who the, that's influenced you bro where's your influences from i don't know what just happened man um yeah so um we'll include a link um to the video in the description so you guys can see it for yourself but man that's haiti baby thoughts questions concerns <laughs> <laughs> i'm not mad at this i feel like he kind of got his shit off yeah, I like mean, people are calling it terrible and everything, but I mean, I feel like in today's world, like you have to be that different to to stand out. I mean, otherwise, yeah. you know, it wouldn't go viral, and he would never right. become anything. You know, yeah, that's true. And by the way, I don't know um, how much you guys have seen of like footage of like rappers in studios recording songs, but a lot of them. Like when they're coming up for coming up with the song structure and like the bars, not necessarily saying bars, but just like coming up with the cadence, right. they'll just rap gibberish uh, in the okay. studio, just right. like creating the template for the song, basically. Right, right. Like Lil Wayne does that a lot. Young like Duck, just kind of creating the flow, yeah, and then kind of puts lyrics to it. Lyrics after the fact, right? But pretty much creating a cadence to match the beat, and then we'll worry about lyrics later. Let yeah. me just see if this or how I'm going to make this work. Right. And a lot of that, like those first run, those first draft runs 
of rap songs would be gibberish for the most part. Right. Um, but not to say what he was doing was gibberish. He was just like, it was, it was almost like half ad lib, half ad lib, half bars. Like he was saying stuff and then he'd do an ad lib and then go back and like, which that's not easy to do by the way, what he was doing. He was still rhyming. That's right. (laughs) You know, I'm not mad at it, but it's, it's, it's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, he had like characters in there. Um, yeah, he was talking to himself. Mm-hmm. In the, in the he gave himself a motivational speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of points were made. Yeah. yeah, the reactions. I mean, you guys have to see the reactions. The reactions, the, the bros' reaction afterwards. Yeah, is the best part of the entire video. Yeah. yeah, he was just. Loved. But he didn't say it was bad. Yeah. He said it was. Yeah. That was really different. Yeah. The most different. That was the most different. <laughs> he didn't. He couldn't even finish a sentence. He learned the most different. Um, anyway, he really reminds me of Young Thug, though. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I, I could feel but that, he, too. You, you like can hear the influence, just, that right? weirdness. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that type of shit is, like, very Young Thug in, uh, influenced to me. And, it, and, like, he wasn't off beat, and he wasn't off pitch. Right. right. Like, he kept in the melody, and he kept writing the cadence, like, appropriately, so. Does he have any songs on it? So I, I looked familiar, up one yeah. song like really quickly. I didn't really listen to the whole thing, and it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's more or less normal, so right. to speak. Uh, I, I just wonder what a song from him would sound like. Yeah, yeah. I w- that's why you know that's why I looked it up because I was curious to see if that was like his style, but it right. didn't really seem like it based off the one song that I listened to. But mm-hmm. yeah, so he probably did this to go viral. Then you're right. Yeah. I'm I'm sure he did. He I'm sure he, I'm sure like people are obviously going to Google him after this and listen to his music is all his music like this you know right but um no nah, man i i thought it was cool that that shit that's the thing a lot of this shit looks easy but what he just did is like hard <laughs> like complicated right like that took a lot of energy too so um yeah the the lady who tweeted this stop hating <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> um anyway yeah i just wanted to get into that before we dove into the episode so Anyway, Haiti Baby, check him out if that interested you. Baby is spelled B-A-B-I in case you want to search it. Um, So Lucky was at Something in the Water in Virginia Beach last week of April. Um, I'm sure you guys heard that the Friday uh, performances ended up being canceled due to severe weather warnings. Um, but other than that, yeah, but um, we don't dwell on that. We're, we're, yeah, we don't got to dwell on that. Yeah. Other than that, um, why don't you tell us about how the festival was? Um, no, it was, it was awesome. And I was really glad actually to have gone. And, um, I mean, there was a lot of skepticism around the festival before it started. And you guys probably either took part or saw <laughs> that people were not non-believers. People mm-hmm. were like, I think because Firefest is so present in the imagination of the public and they were yeah. like, all right, this is not going to go well. Right. But I think what Pharrell did was he actually had a bunch of corporate sponsors. It was like full of like Sony, Walmart, Adidas, um, yeah. Uber. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like way more than that. Oh wow! They were like all over the place. Because I didn't, because you know, like how he had the tour poster. 
Yeah. Or the poster, the festival poster. Yeah. I didn't see any of those sponsors on the poster. Yeah. Normally they have them on the posters, right? I guess, I guess, yeah, maybe they do. I don't know if like Coachella and stuff do uh, that, but um, yeah. the app itself, the festival had an app and okay. they, you know, there was like the Sony stage and oh, the Adidas okay. court yeah, and, yeah. you know, the Sony like 360 dome where you go in and like listen to speaker, like Sony speaker sounds. Oh. So anyway, he had a lot of backing. Um, <coughs> That's the point of me listing out all these um, corporate sponsors. And so there was no lack of money or support. Um, it was really yeah. well run, actually. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully people don't say the same thing over and over when he does it next year and the year after that. Mm-hmm. I heard he had a three-year uh, contract with Virginia Beach. Oh, wow. Yeah, to do this again. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so I'll start out with that. And then I think it's really important to understand something in the water in the context of Virginia's history and the VA beach incident in 1989 when um, it was Greek Fest and a lot of HBCUs. Then one. Um, and yeah, we'll play a clip, I guess, to explain what it was. But a lot of HBCUs um, and fraternities and sororities went out to Virginia Beach to come together, celebrate, um, and sort of have a convention of sorts. And it was a lot of college students. And Virginia Beach was not happy. They did not accommodate them. A lot of store store owners in the beachfront asked that these people not come. There was a riot. And it was actually very sort of horrific. And police brutality was, like, super high. Um, And, of course, we don't know this part of Virginia's history because we're not told this stuff. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to play this. Yeah, I'll play it. Um, but real quick, so is something in the water the name of the festival? Does that, is that supposed to reflect what happened in 1989? Um, I don't believe so. Um, okay. I think something in the water was a phrase that uh, Pharrell chose okay. out of the fact that like a lot of interesting things come out of Virginia. Okay, that's that, what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like all the producers and artists yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Um, But yeah, this was a lot of people in Virginia Beach um, actually mentioned this Greek Fest incident. Um, Uh, People who are like in their 50s, uh, black people that we, I was like, my Uber driver was like, I I was at Greek Fest. And the fact that this something in the water is happening is amazing to me because he never thought something like this could happen. He never thought the city council and the people and this, you know, owners of these stores never would ever open their doors, blah, blah, blah. So... (coughs) Shout out Pharrell for really like making his people proud and his hometown proud. Um, That's dope. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll play the video for you guys. Um, Greek Fest 1989. Looking back at riots that made Virginia Beach look at itself and look ahead. And we'll include the link to this video in the description. Then $122 million a year in tax revenue. Tourism has put the Virginia Beach oceanfront on the map as a top attraction for families. But the beach suffered a crushing blow 28 years ago when the events of a single weekend put the entire industry in jeopardy. Tonight, a look back at Greek Fest 1989. No matter how hard and how fast he runs, Shots Madison can't get away from the Greek Fest riot of 1989. I still dream about it sometimes. That's how bad it was. Young people, many of them members of Greek fraternities and sororities, checked into oceanfront hotels for fun in the sun. Madison says on Saturday afternoon, the strip was the place to see and be seen. Nice cars, everybody wearing their best clothes, bikinis. 
a young adult's heaven. But in a matter of hours, that heaven would turn into hell. There wasn't a single cause of the chaos, but an aggressive police department and the soundtrack of the summer. Public enemies fight the power, played a role when the violence broke out as police attempted to clear the streets. Virginia Beach Police Chief Jim Cervera was a sergeant in the police department. Public enemy with their, their song, Fight the Power, which when, when we were on Atlantic Avenue and the kids were chanting Fight the Power, it went into Fight the Police. You had to see it with your eyes, Regina. Our sisters were getting knocked around and pushed around like they were nobody. Even members of the news media, including a young Mike Gooding, got pushed around. They requested in a pretty uh, authoritative way for us to turn off the light, which we immediately did. But then they kept, like, hassling us a, a little bit, I felt, uh, un unnecessarily. Things continued to spiral out of control when National Guard troops were called in early Sunday morning. It was one of those things that uh, I was just overwhelmed, you know, to sit back and say that, I had any idea that we were going to have a riot in the city of Virginia Beach in 1989, and I'd just been elected to city council in 1988. The damage estimate topped a million dollars. As restoration of the oceanfront was underway, city leaders created a plan to restore and improve the beach's image and community relations. Police leaders met with leaders in the black community and the nation's historically black colleges and universities. Uh, the officers are trained much differently today on how to um, look at a, a situation and say, how can I fix this without having to go to arrest procedures? The business community also stepped in to help fund activities for holiday weekends. Immediately thereafter, we appointed uh, Harrison, Dr. Harrison Wilson at Norfolk State and Andrew Fine uh, from Virginia Beach to form a task force to make sure that we do not have this issue ever occur. And they went out and raised money. Yeah. So I think knowing that this history, this super really, really painful history, um, it was awesome to see that the festival was attended by like people of color from Virginia who remember this and from like all the way from New York to South Carolina and North Carolina. Um, it was, you know, there was of course college age kids from like ODU and stuff there, but there was a really good mix of like um, people from different ages um, and they were really proud. So. That was awesome to see. And uh, a really funny thing that happened was Diddy came on stage, right? Because he was one of Pharrell's friends who was there. And um, he was like, yo, I remember this is black excellence. You know, came out with that message, obviously, which is he says all the time. And then he was like, yo, I remember Greek Fest because he went to Howard. Oh, yeah, he, he did. He, he, was, Howard, he yeah. was there in 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he was like, I remember, you know, Virginia Beach was not welcoming. So, you know like appreciate Pharrell doing this for his city and then he was like you know talked about you know he brought up race obviously and so Pharrell right quick was like you know guys like look at all of you guys you know people from different races beautiful crowd out there and he like switched the the like message like really quickly mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting and funny because um, I don't think he wanted it to be about race um, and right. I think that's Pharrell's politics but Diddy's is very <coughs> very very different Right. That, that's an interesting like <laughs> difference between the two of them.
um i'm sure on stage you guys noticed it too mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. diddy's black power message and frill kind of being like oh one love like. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so it was like a funny little moment and uh no it was awesome because Pusha t like missy you know Timberland, yeah. like it was amazing yeah. um all of them came out and then um SZA had like she was a highlight for me just because she was, had mm. such a calming, like amazing energy on stage, yeah. and her voice sounded incredible. So mm. I want to let like rest these rumors that, that she's, she's not, not a, a good live performer. Like, she's from Virginia. No. She's from Jersey. She's from, yeah, I think. She, not everyone's from Virginia, but um, Usher, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then so, who followed to that was um, Travis Scott, and he had like a very demonic sort of presence on stage. I forgot he was there. His set was not as good it didn't match the vibe really yeah it didn't match the vibe and i think he really is for middle schoolers like i'm convinced (laughs) Uh like it Uh was just insane it was like a lot of mosh pit and rioting and stuff yeah like what is this um it's weird it's weird to follow with travis but yeah (laughs) it is it was a little weird um and then i can the last like thing i wanted to make the last point is that um before Chris Brown, on the last day, uh, Charlie Wilson and Teddy Riley performed, and they were incredible. And they're, these are people that not a lot of people our age would know. Yeah. But just be, like they have a huge part of music history in America, and like mm-hmm. that for them to be highlighted and then perform so well and like capture a lot of um, the audience's imagination and attention was really cool to see. That's dope. Yeah, uh, and then Chris Brown came on. He did pretty good. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> and Anderson Pack, of course, was like amazing. He's really good on on stage. So cool. Yeah, that's the quick cool. recap. How was the sound? Um, like you know, the sound, the mixing, and everything, getting from the stage to the sand. Like for you guys, the yeah. sound was good. Yeah. No, like audio issues. I mean. Yeah. No. No audio issues. Um, it was pretty good, and uh, it was like you know like a lot of food a lot of like drinks if you wanted anything everything's like right next to you and accessible and um it wasn't too crazy yeah um yeah right when the festival closed off there was a local marching band that actually um was like at the exit Mm -hmm. and they started playing music Mm -hmm. and they were really really good and they were playing music that it was like familiar to people and uh, what actually ended up happening is they left the, the festival area and w- started walking down the beach um like road yeah and the crowd followed them oh. and it was like a really beautiful moment of uh, how like they were just really proud to have you know the festival and it was it was amazing yeah i feel like there's vi- twitter videos of that but it's, it looked like a new orleans kind of uh oh, I see, situation yeah. i don't know what it's called but yeah, it, it was cool. We followed them for like a good twenty minutes. What was your favorite wow. set? Um, I think SZA was really good, and then Anderson Pack was really good. So those two are my highlights. Okay. Janelle Monae, Masego, Migos couldn't go on. They were Friday. <laughs> Little Uzi, I think Uzi was Friday Uzi, right, too, yeah, right? Uzi for that's yeah, that's that's interesting. Sad. Well, he's got sort of a demonic vibe too, so maybe that was a good thing. Good. <laughs> I like Lizzie. <laughs> no, but yeah, his music yeah. is good. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any questions? 
Did you guys, were you guys able to do any of the side events or were you just primarily watching the performances? Because I know they had the Adidas basketball court. Yeah. The Van Jones talk. Yeah. Snicky Van Jones Van gets Jones? invited to everything. Wait, wait, what's this Van Jones talk? What is he doing? <sighs> I don't know, man. Who knows? He gets invited to everything, though. So what, he just talks? I don't understand. He, he has like a little, they give him 30 minutes? No, nah, he was, it was like a, I don't know if it was a panel discussion but it was something related to criminal justice reform, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. Or oh. a new documentary about race that he screened. I think that, that's what it was. Oh, he screened, he screened it there. He screened a CNN documentary that he oh. just produced or something like that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, yeah. But Deepak Chopra was also there. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting speeches and talks wow. given. But you got, do you, did you see any of them? We those? did not go. Okay. They were at the Virginia Beach Convention Center. That's kind of far from the beach, right? A little, I mean, not too far. I mean, the whole festival was 15 blocks of like wow. activities. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was, That's there was nice. like a Timberland section, Sony section, Adidas section. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. That's dope. I mean, I, I've been to Virginia Beach many times and it's, it looks a lot narrower than what I thought for the amount of people that he was able to fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a long beach. Yeah. Or it's not a wide beach, I should say. It's like, yeah pretty narrow but there obviously the the um the boardwalk stretches mm-hmm. 15 blocks right so it's okay. really long boardwalk wise but like sand to the ocean is like yeah. it's not that much yeah it's space not. it's not so i'm surprised that he managed to to logistically get that together but that's awesome and i think part of the reason why the um firefest comparisons were there um were you know it was a beach festival yeah which firefest had in common it was announced super like close to when it was actually happening so i think that was another reason why people were like well this is like way too soon yeah how's he gonna do it um but i mean it's for real he's like you know an ageless like deity at this point i don't know the nigga can do anything mm-hmm. so it's very different from billy uh what was billy his last name <laughs> couldn't tell you mcfadden Mc- yeah yeah billy something McFadden. like that yeah cool that. i hope he's in jail still Oh, McFarland. McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a McSum. That's so close. That was close. I, um, but yeah, no, nowhere near. Uh, yeah, Billy Billy McFarland couldn't pull it off. So yeah. shout out to Pharrell. Um, I guess he silenced all the haters that thought the festival was not real yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Exactly. Um, and he ended up, which I don't think, I don't know if it was part of, the ticket contract to do so but he did refund you guys for the friday performances yeah that's pretty yeah. dope it was, we got a refund for 30 percent. so he was yeah he was thinking of the the fans obviously very kind yeah. and uh billy i this, would never i would, billy be, would never it would be wrong for me not to mention this uh we went to a like restaurant that was farm to the table restaurant like a little bit like three blocks away from the beach and uh marta shout out marta uh, she was there, and she went in to get us a table. And who was there? Pharrell himself, with his family. And she got a picture with him. And this picture can be found on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. And it was a very great moment. She came out, tried to warn everyone so we could also see him, but it was too late. Um, yeah, that's so awesome that she got a selfie out of that. Which is insane of all people. With Pharrell. Of all people in the in the festival, like for it to be Pharrell. Wow. So that was pretty crazy. That is dope. He looks like 25. Yeah, mm-hmm. ageless, man. Fucking crazy. Um, did you guys have anything to add? So, something uh, no. Cool, thanks for the debrief. 
something in the water correspondent. <laughs> um, let's get into the, the main topic, I guess, the Beyonce documentary uh, for her Coachella performance. Um, <clears throat> um, I guess this came out. Let me pull up the actual release date. Um, April. Oops. Oh, April 17th, 2019, through Beyonce's production company, Parkwood um, Entertainment. Um, huge, huge documentary, huge impact. Um, I guess all of us have seen it at this point, um, but I guess takeaways, just like initial thoughts, what you guys thought of the documentary overall. I love the way she had... The band was fantastic. I think that was kind of the highlight for me. The band, the um, fraternities... Um, it was just fantastic. They were they mm-hmm. didn't miss a beat, mm-hmm. and I like how uh, she was on the stage the whole time. She's like, "Hey, you guys got it." Right, like party might have been my favorite section. We just saw that earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I yeah, missed we were- that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were just talking about. Yeah, that I was I was talking recorded. about the same thing. How it's cool that it, you know that she wasn't on the spotlight the yeah, entire thing. Like, you know, hey, she kind of handed it off to it. him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's dope. Um. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought it was really cool how they, you know, were intertwining the rehearsal footage with the concert footage and how the rehearsal footage seemed like a little more personal, mm-hmm. like the way that it was filmed. It was kind of grainy mm-hmm. and kind of like almost like a VCR. Right. You know what I mean? The way that they filmed yeah, it. Yeah, they kind of made it look vintage. Like home somewhere. video mm-hmm. filter. I don't know what the fuck they did, but <laughs> they ma- it made you feel like, you know, it was an old home video um watching the rehearsals and then just like seeing you know how meticulous uh beyonce is like she i think she says it in the documentary but down to every like dance move she's part of the decision making process Mm -hmm. so she's really like looking at every single detail of the show and having a say um you know it's just like it's it's incredible because it took seven months eight months you said eight months yeah eight months to to produce it uh her performance specifically and um yeah it was just really well done i mean i feel like i would have i'm sure everybody would have but would have liked to hear more from beyonce just like talking like about the process and like you know going through her pregnancy and post-pregnancy and like all that stuff but you know they only give you so much of her actually talking <laughs> but i'm sure that's on purpose yeah because they don't want to give away too much yeah. you know Right. It was meant to be more of like a concert video with a little bit of a little bit of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like everybody's dying to hear more from her because <laughs> yeah. she's, you know, she's like pretty reserved. Um, but yeah. Any other, I guess, initial thoughts? I mean, for me, I was like, so when she first performed it, it at Coachella, it was every, it was very obvious that this was something bigger than just a performance. Okay. And then we, I mean, she did, you know, two performances, um, this production level is insane. Yeah. Um, there are rumors, and I think they're confirmed that she put her own money into preparing and like commissioning designers and to like for the clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a regular Coachella performance, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the anniversary of the performance, she releases this documentary, and so I think for, I I understand it as an era of her in her career. You know, when she comes out with a new album, it's a new era, right? 
So when you like sort of examine her as an artist, the decisions she's making are very intentional. Um, and instead of, I think, producing a new album, she came out with this performance and put her heart and soul into this performance and her money. And she comes out with a live album. So like it's a complete yeah. sort of like release. Era. Yeah, a, yeah, it really is an, an era. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's an album without being an album. Yeah. And it's um, a live album. It's a live which, Right. Which... I feel like aren't really released anymore. No, no, it's pretty rare. The live album thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, no one can perform as well as she can, right? In those two hours mm-hmm. of dancing, singing, and I'm not missing a beat. Um, right. I mean, from the uh, concert footage, you probably couldn't tell as well if you live streamed Coachella. Shit, even if you were there, you probably couldn't even tell as well. But just watching the Netflix footage, like her breath control is nuts. Like <laughs> trying to keep a note, stay on beat, mm-hmm. and hit every single dance move mm-hmm. right. in the same moments is just like... And then for doing that for two hours basically is like nuts. I mean, obviously she had some breaks in between to let the marching band do their thing. But mm-hmm. like you said, I think she is... I mean, she is the best performer currently i don't think anybody else can do that at this point um especially at that level um so anyway i pulled up this uh e-news article eight things we learned from the beyonce documentary um that i thought was sort of interesting um yeah so we said it before but they spent four months rehearsing with the band and another four months uh, dedicated just to the dancing and the show and then um yeah, she said she wanted to feel she wanted it to feel like Battle of the Bands because that's kind of what she watched growing up. Um, and then she made you know very conscious effort to have it be HBCU influenced with Steppers and the marching band and all that drumline and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so she was after she was pregnant with the twins is when I guess the performance happened um, and she. You know, I guess she had gone on this crazy diet that everybody on Twitter is talking talking about. Um, no bread, no carbs, no sugar, no, no meat, no fish. No fish. I mean, I, like, okay, yeah. So the diet specifically is no carbs, no sugar, no dairy, no meat, no fish, and no alcohol. So, I mean, that's pretty rough. Basically, a vegan that doesn't drink doesn't eat sweets and doesn't eat bread <laughs> like what's at yeah, that point it's, it's like vegetables to- tofu veggies and salads like and fruit i think that's all you can eat her, the- her chef probably freaked out like what could you make at that point um but yeah she that was her diet and she lost all the weight that she needed to lose i guess and rebuilt her body um during that per, uh rehearsal process um what else is on here yeah i mean just the team like all of the people that were involved all of the dancers i mean what i liked about the documentary is they would interview some of the dancers um and you know they got a chance to like talk about um how they got there and how big and epic not only just like okay this is a big performance but this is culturally relevant um because of you know all the people involved it's really like a black concert like i mean coachella is in in itself is inherently not black but this specific headlining show is 
and what that does for the culture at large and you know the representation conversation how you know young black girls can see that and be like okay well that's something i can attain to be now um beyonce broke that headlining barrier for coachella which i mean are are we surprised that they haven't had a female black female headliner at this point how long has coachella even been a thing yeah oh i guess it's been around since 99 yeah so yeah 20 20 years and she's the first black female headliner um but i mean yeah she i mean the costumes like yeah (laughs) the lights right i mean it would be crazy to know the the combined hours that went into this with every person that worked on it you know Mm -hmm. think of all the people that were um you know like the team to gather the the dancers and the singers and the the marching band you know to to get them all together and to do all the choreography and all that stuff i mean it's ridiculous how many hours right yeah i mean netflix played 20 mil for the, the rights to stream the this documentary and uh, they fought HBO for it, which, if you guys remember, Beyonce has a long-standing relationship with HBO. She's Lemonade premiered on HBO, oh, right. and her other stuff as well. Uh, she's done some live uh, performances, a documentary um, about when she had, I think, Blue Ivy. Um, so the fact that she didn't go with HBO was a surprise to a lot of people. And of course, HBO and Netflix did not come out, come out and like say anything, um, but industry insiders, quote-unquote, confirmed that Netflix offered way more than HBO could ever offer, which is how much? Um, Do you want to tell them, Drew? Sure. According to sources who spoke with Variety, Beyonce was paid $20 million for the rights to Homecoming, which is part of a $60 million deal uh, for three Netflix products. So she's already knocked out one with Homecoming, She's got two, I guess, in the vault she, that she might have already made, honestly, That's or nice. that she's going to make. And yeah, she got that check. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but Dave Chappelle did a similar deal mm-hmm. where I think it was three specials for 50? 60. 60? Yeah. 60, yeah. And oh, yeah, it's right there. And mm-hmm. he recorded two new ones and he already had one in the vault, mm-hmm. which is like really smart if you think about it. Like, if you're already at that level, you just record shit. Mm-hmm. You don't. You know, people don't know that you're recording it. Keep it in the tuck. And then you can have these meetings with these streaming companies like, you're, <laughs> you're trying to buy this. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm sure Dave Chappelle has, you know, a, lot. a handful stuffed away. But I always about. worry about how that translates to people that have already seen it. What if you have a lot of people that see the special live and then you hold it too long and then that disconnect I don't want to see if you give it to people. I oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But I don't think this is. I think with the stand up stuff, I don't think this is like a stand up tour special that gets held. I think these are like one off. Ro- oh, specials. like one and a half. Okay, okay, okay. That only a handful of people have actually seen live, mm-hmm. yeah. but that they're going to keep for another day. Because if it's an actual tour, then by the end of the tour, most people are going to know the jokes. Right. Like just us going on Twitter yeah. exactly. will probably see exactly. the jokes. Yeah. Um, well, I guess same with the Beachella performance, too, because it was only accessible to the Coachella crowd and it was live streamed at like 3 a.m. and yeah. then it was never seen again um, until she released it, right? So right. it was, I mean, she got her money back and more. Right, right. I mean, I don't know what 
the initial quote-unquote investment was for her performance yeah like i don't know how much they paid her i don't know how much of her own money she put in um because i'm sure she put in she probably put in more than they than mm-hmm. the check that Coachella cut her. Oh, for sure. Wait, why was that a thing? Did you see that? Ariana Grande and uh, Beyonce were getting compared because of how much they got paid or something along those lines. Why is that a thing? Who cares? Um, I, I think that the, the rumor was that Ariana got paid more. Okay. But then apparently that was that was fake That was news. squashed? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I guess people, yeah, I don't know. People were mad Beyonce didn't get paid more? Right. Yeah. Essentially. I think if Beyonce isn't getting paid more, there must be a reason. She's not just going to take that L. Mm -hmm. If she has the Netflix special, it it might not matter at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, apparently what happened was, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, like, like you mentioned, HBO is like her distribution partner for lack of better words and then netflix just came through with the bigger bag and she was like skirt going with netflix and hbo was like yo we got game of thrones we cannot afford this like we could not counter offer like there's only so much money i guess that hbo is Mm -hmm. able to put up whereas netflix has this like unending stream of cash Mm -hmm. that they're either utilizing for all their original content that doesn't honestly seem to last past three seasons mm-hmm. and for the most part and uh we need to have a talk about that someday by the way netflix original content yeah it's all yeah. shit their bread and butter you guys know their bread and butter is like friends in the office yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know i was ready to cancel when they said they were taking the office off oh yeah yeah i mean hbo and netflix are very different business models right um like fundamentally i think netflix it's confirmed they only care about the number of hours people spend on their app and HBO actually cares about the quality right yeah. so Netflix can never win a best picture Oscar like maybe well they I mean they were in the running and I'm not mad at that understanding what you're good at is better than trying to be something you're not and mm. Roma got nominated um, yeah. what's it called got nominated Roma as well. was fantastic yeah, yeah. so Such I mean it's not like idea. they're missing out on a lot of nominations yeah, well, but I don't think that's what they're necessarily that's not going exactly. For, Just know what you do and do it. Okay, I'm not mad at it. But you agree with that? They make they finance content that they know is bad. I don't think th- it's that they know that they, it's they, bad. Exactly, they're just willing to take risks. Yeah, like, well not that HBO isn't, but it's like Netflix is like, fuck it. If this show is an L, mm-hmm. we cut it after two seasons, and they can afford to take that risk. Whereas HBO yeah. is like, HBO yeah, is we like need twenty mil for the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah, we cannot fuck around with this money. They do have finance debt. Netflix does. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of HBO having finance debt. Yeah. 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 Because I think HBO's like Game of Thrones. All right. We know it's good. We're going to give it all the money it needs. Not even Game of Thrones. You'd be hard pressed to find a show on HBO that isn't good. You know what I mean? There's like a certain standard of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think she's just talking budget wise. Oh. But like even writing and just how shows are shot and content wise. HBO just has like a certain reputation at this point where it's like, yeah. if you have a show that's on HBO, it's like, oh shit. Right. If you have a show on Netflix, it's like, oh, they give oh, you a shot. Everyone, <laughs> everyone and their mom has a show on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix yeah. probably employs a thousand people. That's what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can, I honestly see, I mean, I totally get why she went with Netflix, but I hope in doing that, she didn't lose the relationship with HBO because. 
man, that's somebody you want in your corner. For sure. They know yeah. what the fuck they're doing. I'm pretty sure Netflix has more subscribers, though. I might, exactly. I might be and wrong, it's, more, it's more accessible if she goes through Netflix. That's true. Yeah. Right. It's more accessible. HBO is fucking expensive. I mean, even it if is. you... Not only that, it's also limited to, like, well... I think they start to have it's they have the streaming service in UK now, but oh, for yeah. a lot of African countries, they don't get HBO. Yeah, unless you have like a VPN. Right. But Netflix is in, I know for sure it's in Nigeria now. It's in other Nigerian countries as well, mm-hmm. so she could reach that market as well. I think yeah. going with Netflix, especially on for this documentary, for something was like right this, there, was the right, right, right strategic move. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, yeah, man, and that's uh, that just yeah. goes to show. <laughs> Like, she's just like she's killing it. Yeah, I was surprised that she uh, kind of re-released, so to speak, uh, Lemonade. Oh yeah, because the that was only on uh, title exclusive. Title. Yeah, and then she held right after that, for that year, two yeah. years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm and it was like right after the her live album dropped, like maybe a week later. Or so yeah, it, right. it dropped on all the you know I Apple think- Music and Spotify and everything. I don't think that was the play from the beginning. I think the play was, let's keep this on title. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I think she took an L because yeah. of that. Right. She yeah. definitely took an L. Yeah. I mean, but not like a substantial one that was going to like affect her bottom line that much. Yeah. But like. Because a lot of people, like even a lot of our friends haven't listened to Lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, true, I mean it's hard to listen to. Yeah, I mean, it's not accessible. Yeah, it's like, like the HBO. It's thing. not on on YouTube even. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you can't really catch it. And then now that it's out, I even know like we do, Dave won't revisit it. He's good. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's like two years. It's yeah, like two years at this point. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But uh, Jay Z's whole discography is obviously only on title. Oh yeah, and it's a little sad. I'm not paying for title, so yeah. it's sad I can't listen to Watch the Throne whenever I want. Unless oh, I go that back. counts as Jay Z. Like, yeah, that's not fifty-fifty. No, Kanye signed something he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise! There's nowhere to be found. You can't, you can't find, which is kind of whatever. I yeah. mean, title is title. You know, we want to support, but no, it's no, okay. nah, I, I mean, I, not right now. <laughs> right, right now, it's not for me. But no, that's a good point. I mean, this goes back to like the streaming wars thing, and I'm just like, shit is not. Like, the whole idea of streaming goes, oh, man, it's going to be so much cheaper than buying a CD every time you want to listen to something. The whole idea with streaming uh, shows, oh, man, this is so much cheaper than cable. Right. It's like, it's getting to the point where it's going to be more expensive or as expensive. Right, especially as, because like, you have to subscribe to different, that's what I'm saying. different yeah, that's what things. I'm saying. You, know, you got to have Hulu and Netflix and HBO Go. Yeah. HBO now, I feel like five years from now, ten years from now, like Drake might be an Apple exclusive. Jay mm-hmm. is obviously going to be in title exclusive. You want to listen to I don't Ch- know, Chance the Rapper. Chance, you might have to stick to Spotify. Or sound, oh. Apple. Or Apple. What, yeah. whatever. He's independent. Yeah, yeah. Wherever using, he decides to go. <laughs> I'm just using an example. But yeah. like, imagine having to log in. To, like, to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to solve for it. But yeah. Right. Hang yeah. on, was that Chance thing that um, you know when he did coloring book for Apple Music the first week or something like that? Mm-hmm. Is he doing that again or is he done? At- I don't. I think that was a one-time thing, mm. but I'm sure he's going to do it again. He should do it again with who? With Apple. With Apple again because they gave him that marketing bag, yeah. And his face was everywhere on the app. It really was. <laughs> so you couldn't not listen. To- it was like when the Bono album come- came preloaded. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, oh yeah, number one selling album. That's like I don't want most to download- downloaded. I already listened to the fucking Chance album. Stop like 
It was like sending me notifications. Hey, have you peeped coloring book? <laughs> Album of the year. It's like it's been out for two days. You know what's really interesting is I just looked up Everything is Love, and it that's on Apple Music, um, which is really interesting. So I feel like Beyonce's people have a, definitely a different, some... A different they have some lawyers. She's like, this, my shit is not going to be on title forever. Because no, Everything Was Love was in, released on title for a long time. And then I think like a few weeks in, they put it on Apple Music. Damn. So Par- is, Parkwood had a talk with Rock Nation. For sure. Which is really interesting. And in terms of like looking at Beyonce's like albums, because she's always trying to say something with her albums, right? She doesn't put out something if she doesn't have a message behind it. Uh-huh. And um, so she went from like self-titled which was like, you know, reemergence after her baby. And then she did Lemonade, which is a cheating album. And then she did Everything Whoa. is Love. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, is that, not, is that not like common knowledge? Um, so she did, so after that, Lemonade was like probably peak in terms of concept albums and how well it was from start to finish. Yeah. And then she did Everything is Love, which let's be honest, like, everything was mediocre on that album right oh it wasn't that good yeah yeah yeah. i don't Uh, know talk your shit talk your shit talk your shit talk your shit if people have other thoughts um because i think she was like i think me and my husband have something to say about how strong our love is but in in hindsight they didn't have that much to say yikes what you think (laughs) (laughs) yikes Do you guys disagree? Okay, wait, time out, time out, time out. I didn't really listen to the album like that. You think Everything is Love was a direct response to uh, basically niggas canceling Jay? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, she threw him a bone? (laughs) (laughs) No, they needed to come back with with the narrative. That's hilarious. This was Beyonce's Steph post? (laughs) (laughs) The narrative can just Guys, I actually love my husband. He's a great guy. (laughs) Yes. Sam Grace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think what they did separately. <laughs> 444 was very good. And the fact that he did that at that age was. Wait, 444 four, 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 four was on Apple Music. Because I remember. Was it? Yeah. Ah. Aha. Oh. Because I, so I listened to it on Apple Music, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I listened to that on Apple Music, too. Let me check. Yeah, it's, it's on here. Yeah, Jay Z got to stop. Very inconsistent. Like, yeah, I-, I wish I was in those rooms, man, for those meetings. We can't put it on Apple. Fuck that. We need to put it on Apple. <laughs> there's yeah, there's definitely a lot of beef because Kanye pr- alluded to it. Do you remember when he, one of his rants? He was like, "Yo, stop fighting. Like, let the kids have the music." Oh, Kanye yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's why he his ass went crazy. <laughs> jumping up and down in all white cloaks in the middle of open fields <laughs> Jay-Z did something to him man I'm telling you but no I think I just to finish the point I started about uh, everything is love being okay and mm-hmm. then her her next project being the homecoming performance I think the message she had with that and as an era was like healing herself after having twins and being like in huge like having a health scare pretty much and then getting yeah. control of her body and like actually giving us this amazing show was what she was trying to say i think and of course like black women you know excelling hmm. yeah everything is love felt forced yeah um that that was the one where they had the single in the in the how louvre. Do you pr- the louvre yeah oh, i always pronounce that shit wrong yeah. night, at, night at the museum with bnj Oh, 
I see. Yeah. Cool. That was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that video was cool. Yeah. Um, did y'all want to add anything else to this documentary? I mean, I think this will go on the, if there's ever a top concert documentary like list this has to be number one at this point oh, yeah. or top sure. three at least also go see it if you haven't seen it i'm not sure what you're waiting for if it's too long break it down in break 20 up, minutes segment. just watch it i mean down to like the marching band the drum marching. line Listen. like the the marching band renditions of we some of these songs step, man. that was fire right before party uh, we don't have to, but I can try. I don't know if it's on YouTube. Oh, that's, that was my I guess I would have to. Log, if I didn't mention it, I'd have to log in, right? Yeah, I mean it's not that deep. Uh, it's, I just really enjoyed that. See if I can find the party. Yeah, and the fact that she brought Lay Twins back. Yeah, they killed it too. It was just, it was very well done. The band was fantastic, and I don't want to you know forgive me. I don't know what they're called, but the girls that throw those. Uh, the, the like marching the band baton, baton twirlers a baton twirlers she killed that too i was she like Ooh, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah these people are like the best of the best yeah and i mean um, they were really good fantastic yeah. i think she had uh, talent scouts or something uh doing a countrywide search from what i gathered so they're not just like picked off the street you know yeah um okay so before we move on we'll play uh i guess a snippet of party um the homecoming rendition with the marching band and the drum line um so here we go
That was Party Homecoming rendition, Beyonce off the Homecoming live album. Fire. Um, I, I believe you can catch this on all streaming platforms. Fire. Right? Yep. Yeah, Beyonce needs a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Find this on. Okay. Um, okay, so, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, which, I mean, at this point, what are you doing with your life? Check it <laughs> out. It. Go check it Go out. Go watch it. Now. Just stop it. Yeah, stop it. Watch it enjoy it um we'll get into our i guess our last subtopic of the day janae Iko released a freestyle um i guess a couple days ago where i think it's her first new music in two years yeah, since her since, since that, that album, uh, sativa album with the uh the fire swaley feature yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and um Qui thoughts? I, li- I actually li- I like the song a lot. Yeah, it's a good song. The song is fire. Yeah. But Twitter wanted her to hate Big Sean so bad. Wait, we don't even know why they broke up, right? Like, Are they even broken up? What is going on? Who this knows what's true. going on over there? True. She said the vibes were off and niggas just fuck him. It's like yeah, <laughs> next day surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are hanging out now. I don't care as long as the music slaps. What's my business? Yeah. Um. So I guess if you are not following this story, what happened was what had happened. What was. happened was, um, I guess Big Sean and Janae Aiko have been dating for what the past three years, and um, I guess they took a break, broke up. I'm not sure what happened. Separated. Nigga started deleting stuff on Instagram. Yeah, you know, nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Nipsey died. Big Sean had written a rip Nipsey post, and then she, I think she commented she on commented. the post. I thought he had like a verse for it too, like a freestyle. <coughs> he might have, I'm not sure. But basically, in the post, she told him, you know, how special he was. And uh, even though I get big mad and you trigger the fuck out of me, you make me feel because I appreciate that. I thought I was dead inside. All mm. right. Bar. Uh, yeah. And then I don't know what people did with that, but then she her freestyle that dropped later was called Triggered. Um, should we play some of it? What do you think? Sure, why not? We'll, 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 we'll play like yeah, we'll play a little bit of it for you guys. It's got a lot of views for being. Yeah, I mean, she looks good in the video. Old. In case you guys were wondering. <laughs> Trying to wild out now, but right now, don't know 
Might fuck around and go crazy on cuz Might fuck around have to pay me in blood this Whoa <laughs> <laughs> Might have to fuck around and pay me in blood so this is the second person she's threatened on a song. Toxic. The who, first who was the first. The first person, so she I think she married Cuddy's main producer, Dot the Genius. Like he produced most of Day and Night and all the other shit on that album, I think. So she married him, they got divorced, and she made a song called Damn, I forget it now. You should have called. But I can find it. Something like that. Never call me, I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah. She made uh, a song called "Never Call Me," Hard featuring record. Corrupt, uh, who also threatened <laughs> Janae's ex-husband, and she was in the video with all types of gang members. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, saying if that nigga came around, just let him know what's up. It's, it's over for him. Just a warning. N- never call me, nigga. <laughs> That's the name of the song. So. Yeah, threatened the guy kind of ish, and then now she's—I I guess she's she's wishing for blood on Big Sean. But there's a twist to this story, right, Quee? Yeah. And the twist is—I'm oh, on the wrong thing. Uh, the twist is, what did she say? Today was a oh, okay. So she ended up saying, I guess, on his IG. I love you from this life to the next, right? Or am I? No, is that the wrong one? What did she post like recently? Today was a good day. Was that all she posted? Yeah, oh, it no, was like her and Big Sean. Oh yeah, it was a picture of her and Big Sean saying today was a good day, and yeah, Twitter I guess came <laughs> for her. <life. laughs> I thought you wanted to kill him. I thought he was canceled. We were rooting for you. Don't go back to him, sis. <laughs> Don't, back, don't go back to him as wild. <laughs> Big Sean seems like a nice guy. I hope he didn't cheat. We don't know if he cheat. I don't know why. Why is that? You can't tell him he's why the last the guy to hit it and be like, I, I, it's just a lot of mixed messages in the song, to be honest. Mm. I saw a video of like, I think Vogue or somebody did a video of how she like gets ready for her day. Oh boy. And there was like a lot of there was like tarot cards. Stop for oh, real. No. Sage burning. I I can't see that. And you know, can all these like different kinds of scented candles and creams. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I don't know if you can cheat on that person. <laughs> She's spiritual. She's tarot very spiritual. Cards, when you, yeah. No, I don't play with no. You Her chakras with were up. No, I don't okay. even know what that means. No, keep that. You know, let the sage burn on the in the room. <laughs> no, thank you. Imagine waking up and just somebody's. Sage burning in your Fam, bedroom. That's the last time. <laughs> the energy is off. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, triggered is out. If you want to listen to it, I'm assuming she has a project coming out soon. It's a good record. Um, it's a good record. It <coughs> it's a little different from her other freestyle. Not never call me is not a freestyle, but she had a comfort in. Do you remember that freestyle? Mm-mm. Where she uh, cut. Cuts up her boyfriend at the time's car. Did you guys see that? No. Oh, we got to play some of it then. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of toxic. All right, let me just skip ahead. So, tearing the clothes off of, out of the closet. His clothes. Wait, the bro cheat? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
Taking his chains, his jewelry. She's keying his car. It's a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari. But when you see a history of this kind of behavior, is this the kind of babe you're going to cheat? I'm just asking. <laughs> oh, we're not done, pal. The king of the car was just the beginning. Sean played. Yeah, I don't know if Sean saw this and he was like, <laughs> "No, maybe that's it was the one just I'm gonna him. cheat on next." <laughs> just threw the J's into the pile. Skirt. <laughs> this nigga at work don't even know. What's going on. <laughs> Yo, that's disgusting. <laughs> Coming home to a kid Ferrari and all your shoes burnt. <laughs> and your jewelry and clothes missing. Those were my lucky J's. Damn. This is a good song. Damn, she held a vigil for this nigga's shit. Toxic, toxic behavior. Yeah, that's pretty much. So, her freestyles are good anyway. But, um, I guess that's. Do you guys want to add anything else? Don't cheat on Janae. Don't cheat on Janae. Or well, do so at your own risk. The music slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to lose everything. Um, okay, let's get into our BAM of the week. Um, are you guys familiar with Boy West Coast? I am not. I've never heard of him. Nope. <clears throat> so I'll play you a snippet of his song. He's like one of these viral <laughs> rappers, I guess. I don't know what to call them. Meme rappers. I don't know. But... Um, You've probably heard the song. It honestly sounds like it came out in 2009. Um, but anyway, the song blew up. It's, it started on TikTok. It's kind of oh, interesting. God. Like he, So he only had a snippet of the song on Instagram. And then people found it on Instagram and started like um, making videos out of it on TikTok. Right. Then the song blew up on TikTok. And then people were like, yo, where's the rest of the song? Mm-hmm. Like, what's good? And then he posted the second verse... It was like the first verse in the chorus and he posted the second verse after the after it blew up mm. still no full song but it's making all this noise on tiktok and then eventually he releases a song and you know like shit blew up but i'll play it we can play a little bit of it it's i mean it, it's a funny song Definitely doesn't sound like it was produced in this era, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. 
yeah um anyway so that song blew up and he was like um i guess he was a fan of ram riddles who if you don't know who that is he made that song sweeter man that blew up a few years ago from toronto drake hopped on the remix um so anyway boy boy west coast uh he had an interview with adam 22 of no jumper where he was saying that where i guess adam asked him about ram riddles and he kind of said uh, ram riddles did a remix i guess of that song and he had said yeah i've heard of it but i had nothing to do with it i guess he just had his people tweak it i heard it for a second but i'm not even familiar with that guy and then ram, <laughs> ram riddles <laughs> took it to ig and um let me just put let me just uh play a snippet of the interview i think i have it here what about the Ram Riddles version that people were saying that he, he had a version coming out? Yeah, um, I've heard of it, but um, it's uh, I had nothing to do with it. He just hopped on a little makeshift version of the beat. Yeah, I guess he just like yeah found the found his uh, had his people tweak it or I've never I've like heard it for a second. I was like, but I'm not even familiar with that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The label might not have uh, thought he was the one. What, what about the so. He basically was playing it off like he doesn't even know who the the Ram Riddles is. And then Ram <laughs> Riddles <laughs> came with the receipts, boy. Basically screenshotted all of these DMs that Boy Boy was sending him a couple of years back. <laughs> I'm just going to read this first one because it's funny. Hey, what's up? I'm... <laughs> I'm the boy boy rapping out of Santa Barbara, California. I'm very interested in doing a song with you. I'm feeling your bald man, sweeter man shit. <laughs> That's the worst. I'm feeling your bald man, sweeter man shit. I've been trying to contact you about a feature, but I can't seem to find a Gmail. Can you let me know what's up? Thank you. So 2016, boy boy was hitting up Ram Riddles like, you're... Please get on my song. Please help me out. Whatever, whatever. And then there's more. How much for a feature? Yeah. LOL. Yeah. I was always a fan, my boy. That's disgusting. And he even hit him on Facebook. Pretty much saying the same message. Let's make a banger. Get you some more love here on the West Coast. Hit me up. Thanks. Um, asking for a feature. Oh shit, he's heard it. Hell yeah, he can be on it. Talking about Ram Riddles. So basically, um, the moral of the story is stop capping. Stop lying. You don't got to flex for... Uh, what's the... What are you... <laughs> I, I mean, you know you said these I messages. Know. What are you doing? How can you be so... St I don't understand. You can even see it in the interview clip he's like lying yeah. he's uh uh i don't even uh yeah i don't know i don't know he hopped see right through you it's like bruh come on and by the way you just ruined a relationship with somebody that has way more pull than you for no reason <laughs> so i just want to yeah that song isn't even like that great um any thoughts from you guys the full song title is you was at the club parentheses bottoms up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't forget the parentheses and also tiktok like what's going on with tiktok and why is tiktok because um old town road also blew, blew up, up on, on tiktok, TikTok. Yeah. so what is this a trend we're seeing among tweens yeah, yeah it really yeah. is it's how songs are popping now well some songs it's how some songs are popping um for better or worse. i'm starting to feel old like i don't even 
Yeah. Like I see TikTok, I'm like, what is this? What right? Is this what the kids do nowadays? <laughs> Where do you discover your music? NPR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go on some vlogs. I don't know. So it became like a meme on TikTok because Boy Boy West Coast just looks like funny. I was thinking the exact <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at this nigga. He looks crazy. He looks like the Pringles man. <laughs> also, the Boy Boy. Boy Boy is one word. The boy boy, yeah, I don't know where he, boy. I don't know where he got his name from, but apparently he's like he had a mixtape out before this, so it's not like a hundred percent gimmicky. Yeah. He looks thirty five. Yeah, I'm not sure how old he is, but so it was part. It, partly the reason it blew up on TikTok was people were like doing uh, like impersonations of him because he looks so crazy, and that's part of the reason why it blew up. Like you know, getting his goatee and the glasses and everything, and you know, it, it has a meme factor to it, kind of how like Old Town Road did um, with the cowboy theme. Yeah. So yeah. Part, that's part of the reason why it blew up was because people were like trying to look like him too. It's a new age, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, boy, boy, stop ruining your industry relationships, man. You know how to flex for Adam 22. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we're down to our spotlight picks or no before we get into that sorry um one thing you guys are looking forward to in the near future lucky i'll let you start yeah so the do you guys know the dissect podcast does anyone listen to it spotify here? right spotify yeah. i haven't heard it yet but i've heard of, of it yeah i've seen it on twitter but i haven't listened fourth fourth season i want to say um no fifth season so it's a, just one guy who like picks an album per season and each episode, he sort of goes really deep into a song and like, from like note by note, lyric by lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, and this season, he did Flower Boy, Tyler the Creator, um, and he's amazing. I mean, the guy is like a music critic turned podcaster, and um, his voice kind of very calming. And he really like is very good. And these episodes are amazing. Uh, I'm really excited. He just started this season, and in the past, he's done. Um, Lauren Hill, her album. He's done Kendrick Lamar's um, "To Pimp a Butterfly." He's done Kanye's "MBDTF," and then he's done "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. And the "Blonde" season is my favorite, um, so I'm excited to see what he's gonna do with Tyler Creators. Um, so you guys should listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, I gotta check that that out. Yeah, that he used to cool. he used to do it by himself with like no money. He used to beg for funding. Um, now Spotify's. Oh, uh, they're kinging him. Do it for him. He's very comfortable right now. That's cool. <laughs> very comfortable. Yeah. Queen Future. Um, future, just sticking with uh, football, I have to say um, the Europa League is coming up at the end of the month. I think it's on a Wednesday, May 29th. Um, it's a big game for the Arsenal, my squad. I might even take a work from home or take the day off, you know, have some people over. Mm-hmm. You know, feel free. Hope I get that invite. <laughs> We can talk about it later. Yeah. If you don't want to, you know. Off air. Off air. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like the whole DM. Yeah, I can't let everybody know. Yeah, no, but looking forward to the finals, the Champions League final as well. I think that's on like June 1st or something. But um, yeah, you know, close out the season properly. You know, get another trophy like we do. Come on now. Let's go, Gooners. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gabe, do you have anything in the future? Um, I couldn't really think of anything. Uh, but. I guess summer is coming up. Excited for that. Yeah. Got any trips planned? Oh, yeah. Going to uh, Denver slash Boulder uh, for the 4th of July. 
we need so I looking forward to that out. yeah still still got work out some plans but it should be a fun time word um i guess my one thing future is we kind of touched on it but a lot of sp- sports shit is happening in may i guess i don't realize yeah. it until this year but uh european final champs league final playoffs coming to an end mm-hmm. nba playoffs coming to an end conference finals yeah it's uh yeah a lot of a lot of games to to, to watch if you're into that sort of yeah. thing um i also want to say i look forward to i mean this is kind of cheating but i started uh Chern- chernobyl on hbo it's a show about the nuclear explosion that happened in russia in 1986 i think uh, really good show so far. I'm excited to see what they do with the rest of the season. I think it's a limited series, so I think it's just going to be one season. Those are always good ones. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting uh, so far. So, shout out to HBO for that. Um, we'll wrap up with our spotlight picks. Kui, I'll let you introduce uh, this one. Um, before before you get into this song, I just want to say. It reminded me a lot of 1975. You know, he. I was about to see. So this is going to uh, my spotlight pick is Cash Money by No Rome. He's done a lot of work with 1975 uh, in the past. Uh, this past okay, album and the sense. one before that. Okay. So they've worked together in the past. I think on his previous like mixtape before this, they even have a track together. I think with the lead singer, 1975. Wow. Well. Yeah, because that's like, as soon as I listened right? to it, I was like, I got those vibes. And then I was looking at the YouTube comments and people shouted out. Nice and and I was like, all right. No, I'm a big fan. Um, not every time. Hip hop. Sometimes, you know, we go the other way. Yeah, I feel you. All right, this is Cash Money by No Room. Shut it. 
All right, that was Cash Money, No Rome. Um, Gabe, let's get into your spotlight pick. Uh, so this is Jules um, and Santi mm. Maya. Good pick. be warm Do your thing in short time Pretty mama make me fall She know she my lady but she bougie now Take it to the bed and make a movie now Feel like the way she want it cause she do me now Shady I'm the man up in my area You know that they love me in Tanzania I show you everything that you worry now Give me love, you make me surrender You make me surrender Feel like I've been waiting forever Waiting forever Oh my, you're the fuel to me fire Oh my, you're the fuel to me fire Oh my, you're the fuel to me fire Let's get into your spotlight pick. Why don't you introduce the song? Yeah, it's from Tierra Whack. Um, this is a recent single she released, I don't know, like a month ago called Clones. And her uh, EP, I guess, is Whack World is amazing. It's like a ridiculous feat for her to have like 15 songs, each one minute exactly. She's super impressive. And if people are not listening to her, they should. Um, she's really young and like a young Missy Elliott. She's mm. actually amazing bars too. Tirawak clones. Mm. Let's keep that. 
I I'm serious. <laughs> Don't delete that. <laughs> what about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Watch I got holes in the dinner. Damn. I ain't been home in a minute. What? I ain't never seen no ceiling. Mm. Come a guy, yeah, he nailing. Yeah. Audio, I'm top billing. Yeah. All of my boys dope dealing. What? Super whack, I'm no villain. Mm. Nigga try to take my flow. <laughs> Who the hell he think he is? What? I just wanna make my dough. <laughs> Gotta take care of my kids. <laughs> Handlebars, handle my bears. Uh, I beat their Zodiacs. Yeah. I would never tell no vibs. No. Spit, but I wear no bibs. Uh, Nigga try to take my flow. What? Who the hell he think he is? I just wanna make my dough. Yeah. Gotta take care of my kids. Yeah. Just hopped off the plane. About to fuck up the game. Insane in the brain, yeah. Niggas know my name, yeah. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. As a joke, you silly. Yeah. Get right, bitch, I'm gilly. Right. Bitch, I rock like Millie. Ooh. Born and raised in Philly. Queen. Fuck around and roll like Hilly. Ooh. Heart so cold, it's chilly. Yeah. Stole my style, you guilty. Uh. Nigga try to take my flow. Who the hell you think he is? I just wanna make my dough. Gotta take care of my kids. Handlebars, handle my bears. R.P. Dezzo Dez. I would never tell no vibs. Spit, but I wear no bibs. Nigga try to take my flow. Who the hell you think he is? I just wanna make my dough. Gotta take care of my kids. Just hopped off the plane, about to fuck up the game. Insane in the brain, yeah. Niggas know my name, yeah. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? All right, we're going to close out today's episode with my sleeper. This is Where's Rihanna by Tam Payne, a.k.a. frequent guest and friend of the show, Dave. So this is Where's Rihanna, Tam Payne. Niggas, we need more heat.
All these bitches asking where Rihanna Probably somewhere dripping in designer Might be blunt and chilling at a sun Not a hoe, like y'all know what I mean.